Thoughts on the Proverbs Proverbs chapter 3 and verses 11 and 12. Discipline. What a word. Not very popular today, I should think. But here it is as a scriptural word. Discipline. Proverbs 3, 11 to 12. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline, and do not resent his rebuke, because the Lord disciplines those he loves. As a father, the son he delights in. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 11 to 12. Discipline. Clearly, a father disciplines his son. But this is not simply the father disciplining his son, or speaking of that. Uh, the proverb is about God disciplining his people as his sons. And it's not just Old Covenant. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 13 uh, the writer there takes this passage, he quotes it, he argues it, he expounds it, he explains it, he ex uh, adds to it, he, 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 he explicates it. Uh, discipline is a new covenant matter. God disciplining his people is a matter of the new covenant. Now then, what does this proverb tell us? The Lord disciplining his people. The Lord disciplines those he loves. Now, it's so easy to hate discipline, uh, to resent it, uh, to despise it, to make light of it, to lose heart over it. Uh, why? Because we misread it. Uh, as the writer of the Hebrew says, uh, no discipline seems pleasant at the time. It seems painful. It seems uh, contrary to what we want. It's, uh, discipline is it's saying no to us. It's putting difficulties in our way. But as the writer says, uh, and, and as this passage implies, that the fact is, discipline is a mark of love. God only disciplines those who are his sons. If we are not the sons of God, we shall not get the Lord's discipline. But if we are the sons of God, if we are true believers, every believer, whom every son that God receives, he disciplines. It's the exact opposite of the way of the world, of course. The world thinks indulgence is love. <laughs> That's how you love somebody, you let them do what they want. No, no. True love is discipline. This is true in the family, but above all here, it's true with God. It's a mark of fatherly delight. As a father, the son, he delights in. God delights in his people. He takes pleasure in them. He's elected them. He sent Christ to die for them. He lives in them by his spirit. And that's why he disciplines them, to train them. As I say, it's unpleasant at the time, it seems like it, but it's a loving term, and it's uh, the long-term benefits. Uh, the world wants uh, pleasure today, and if there's any paying to do, we can postpone that. God says no. We grow now by being disciplined now. We grow later by knowing present discipline. It's the long-term benefits. And if you look at Hebrews chapter 12, you'll find that the writer there takes it to the highest possible level. Look at Christ. He endured the cross. 
He suffered the shame. He felt the pain, the agony. He endured the separation from God. Why? For the joy that was set before him. He went through that pain because of the glory and the joy that was to come. And that's how it is with this brother and sister. We receive the loving discipline of our Father, knowing that he's working in us a far greater weight of glory. So it is. If we're lawless and undisciplined, we're spoiled brats, and we're a curse to others, we're a curse to ourselves, and we're an offence to God. Let us apply this. I speak to all believing parents. True love is shown by bringing your children up in the fear and nurture and admonition of God. Yes, love, but love is shown by discipline, training in godliness. And if we're children of God, then we must expect, because we shall have the discipline of God. Spoiled children, uh, in a natural sense, are a terrible thing. In a spiritual sense, to be spoiled brats is a mark that we're not children at all. We talk about spoiled children, but actually it's the parents who are doing the spoiling. It's the children who get spoiled. May the Lord underwrite these words in all our hearts.